diving deep into Cardinals baseball with World Series champion Brad Thompson on the Redbird Report podcast on 101 ESPN, driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome into another edition of the Redbird Report. I'm Brad Thompson. I'm your host, and boy, a lot has happened since we last got together. Should we start with the good news? You know I generally like to start with the good news. The good news is something magical actually happened since we spoke early last week. The Cardinals went on a thing when you win one game and then you win a, another game. That's two in a row. And then you win three. That's called a winning streak. It has happened, as they say in Major League, and it did happen for the Cardinals. Sunday, they took care of the Tigers, a 12-6 victory, and it was Steven Matz who has struggled most of this season. They got things started. It was five and a third from Steven Matz. He only gave up one earned run in, honestly, an outing for Steven that I think was incredibly important. I really do believe that if Steven Matz had had another clunker in that one against the Tigers, that he might have found a new home in the bullpen. I really think that the Cardinals' struggles were to that point, regardless of the commitment that has been made to him contractually. We know he got his four-year, $44 million deal. Like, they needed him to go out and actually pitch and pitch well, and that's what he did against the Tigers. Again, 12-6 victory in that one. Goldie homered. Donovan had that big three-run home run on the first pitch that he saw. So that was a big game. Cardinals salvaged that series. But it was just one game. How do they back that thing up? Well, they backed it up with a series against the Cubbies. They head to Wrigley Field for the first time, face the Cubs for the first time. And on Monday, 3-1 winners over the Cubbies. Miles Michaelis did not have as long of an outing as he liked, but he was effective. The bullpen came in and did their thing. It was great to see Cabrera, Hicks, and Helsley shut that bad boy down. It was Wilson Contreras' return to Wrigley Field, two for four, a couple of RBI. Boy, he played the villain, and we'll get into Contreras certainly in this podcast as well because I don't know if you heard, there's a little bit of a situation around Wilson Contreras. You know, him catching or maybe not so much right now, but the Cardinals made it two in a row on Monday night. It was the first time that they had won back-to-back games since April 11th and April 12th against the Rockies. So, I mean, that was fun, right? Two in a row? It had been forever. I mean, darn near a month since they had won back-to-back games which is crazy, but they did it. And then Tuesday, they did it again, a 6-4 victory, the big piece in that one. And there were a lot of good pieces, but Paul DeYoung, how about his go-ahead home run in the ninth inning? Paul has been a revelation since he came back off of the I.L., Great to see him have the success. We'll get into Paul a little bit, too, like what he means for this team, what it means going forward. A lot of moving parts here, but Paul got it done. By the way, in that game, too, Jack Flaherty, who was pretty vocal about the pitch calling for the Cardinals, especially with two strikes. He struggled. I don't know if struggled is the right word, but he didn't have a great outing against the Cubbies. He went five innings in this one, only gave up three earned runs. He did end up walking five in this game as well, and he did not love hearing questions about his velocity after the game. He shut that down pretty quickly, but there were questions that are definitely going to be asked when the velocity isn't there like you're used to seeing. And not like Jack is lighting up the radar gun all the time. We don't see him 96, 97, but you saw some 88s in there from Jack. 
You also saw him every once in a while run one up to 94. He did. Uh, he took a little offense to that. Said basically, look, this is it's pitching. I don't always have to rear back and throw it. Look, neither here nor there. It doesn't matter what he's trying to do. It has not been as effective as it needs to be for Jacks. So maybe we'll get into Jack a little bit further in this podcast as well. But the Cardinals won three games in a row for the first time all season long, which is incredible that it took that long to do it. But it is what it is. Boy, this has not been the season that everybody expected. They went for the sweep. On Wednesday against the Cubbies, it didn't happen. A 10-4 loss against the Cubs. Jordan Montgomery, who is usually lights out, he struggled in this one. He wasn't sharp. Five innings, seven hits, six earned runs. He walked three, gave up a pair of homers as well, a couple of two-run shots. Patrick Wisdom got him on a two-run shot, as did Jan Gomes. So no sweep, which stinks. Everybody wants to sweep, especially when it's the Cubs. You get a chance to sweep the Cubs. You'd love to be able to do that. The Cardinals didn't do it, but they did win a series, which is something that they have not done much of. And they did win, obviously, on Monday, a series opener, which is the first time they have done that all year. That is unreal that you have gone this far into the season. The Cardinals were 0 for 11 in series opener, coming into the opener against the Cubbies, which they did again win that one 3 to 1. So, boy, that's a hurdle that you're happy to have cleared. So, at least they got that out of the way, right? They got the series opener thing out of the way. They got their first winning streak out of the way, which we'd love it to be a lot longer because we saw a long losing streak for the Birds. But here we are. As I sit here today doing the podcast, the Cardinals have an off day in Boston. The Cardinals are 13-25. and 25. They are in last place in the Central Division. They are eight games back of the division-leading Pittsburgh Pirates, who, by the way, are not playing great baseball right now. Hot start, hot, hot start for the Pirates. They are 1-9 in in their last 10. How about the Milwaukee Brewers? 2-8 in their last 10. The top of this division is letting the Cardinals creep back in if, in fact, they can take advantage of it. Again, winning streak was good. The Cardinals need to figure out some way to keep it going. They'll be back in action on Friday against Boston. It's going to be Adam Wainwright on the mound against James Paxton, who will be making his debut of the season. All right, so we got into the winning streak a little bit, and those were the good things. And look, there have not been very many good things to talk about when it comes to the Cardinals, so we might as well get back to some of the other things. And the biggest thing since we last spoke is the Wilson Contreras situation. Over the weekend, news came out that Wilson Contreras would not be catching for the foreseeable future, that he would get the bulk of his playing time at the DH spot. There was actually also some chatter that he might get some starts in the outfield, playing some corner outfield, get some at-bats that way, provide a little bit more flexibility. But that was quickly squashed by President of Baseball Operations on Sunday. John Mozeliak said that that would not be the case. He's not going to be playing the corner outfield after talking to Wilson. The Cardinals certainly need to keep his bat in the lineup, so he'll be doing so at the DH spot. That's exactly where we've seen him ever since that conversation. But the elephant in the room, this is the catcher that you gave a five-year $87.5 million deal to the catcher. Not the DH, the catcher that you gave this deal to. You knew that there was going to be a big change from Yadier Molina 
to anybody that you put in that role. Wilson Contreras, as everyone that has watched the Cubs play over the last couple of years knows, that he is a bat-first catcher. Now he's got a phenomenal arm. He has showed that freaking thing off early this season. But when it comes to framing and pitch calling, like there was going to be some stuff that he was going to have to learn on the job. Well, this Cardinal pitching staff has wildly, wildly underperformed to this point. Now we all know that there were some issues coming in. Like, we all had the same questions. Do the Cardinals need to go out and get an ace? Like, do they have enough? They they, they decided, they made the bet that this was the staff that they were going to go at it with. They made the bet that Jack Flaherty was going to look like the guy that was in 2019. Unfortunately, to this point, we haven't seen it. I hope we do. I, I love Jack. I think Jack is immensely talented, but he's going to have to prove it. doesn't matter what I think or what I what I believe. But the Cardinals made the decision over the weekend to have Andrew Kisner get the bulk of the time behind the plate. And I think that Kiz has done a good job. I think he's done a very good job. By the way, he's swinging the bat really well. Nice to see that. And it's amazing, right? You get some reps. You get an opportunity out there. He's hit some doubles. He's hit a homer. He's hit the ball hard. I love seeing that. But that's not the answer when you have a catcher that you sign for the amount of money that you signed for Wilson Contreras. So the the question is, what is the plan? How do you get Contreras back to the point where he is actually catching and you feel comfortable, that you feel that there is a trust between him and the pitching staff? Because obviously there is not a trust that is there yet. We spent the last two decades nearly of watching Yadier Molina and just seeing pitchers nod their head yes. And oftentimes... The yes wasn't there probably for a lot of these guys because they had full conviction in whatever pitch that they were going to throw. It was because they truly believed that Yachty had done every bit of groundwork and he must have known something that they didn't know in a spot, and that gave them the confidence to throw it. So right now I think that Wilson Contreras, I know that Wilson Contreras is working on a lot of different things. Um, like like the stuff that you can see visually behind the plate, look, it, it's going to look different than Yachty. Of course it's going to look different. The way that Yachty would frame, the way that Yachty would steal strikes, the way that Yachty would set up. Look, he, he's working on all of these things. It will never look like Yadier Molina. We have the opportunity to watch one of the best ever to do it. That stuff's not going to look like it's looked the last two decades. But where he's really digging in is the preparation aspect of it. So this is something where I've talked about this in the past. I don't know if I've done it in this forum. Like I I thought that as a pitcher, I thought that I worked hard until I saw Chris Carpenter work hard. I looked and I go, oh, my God, is that what it's supposed to look like? I thought I was putting in all the work. I think that there has been a crash course here for Contreras who has been working hard. Like, he, he's trying, he's working, he's doing everything that he can, but then the expectations change a little bit from organization to organization. The Cubs got to the point where they largely, and I, I'm not sure if this is 100% correct, but I think that largely they took the pitch calling off of the plate of Wilson Contreras. But off the plate is actually like the wrong terminology for it because he wants that responsibility. And the Cardinals want him to have that responsibility. You think about this. You think about signing a catcher to a five-year, $87.5 million deal. 
don't you want him largely invested in every single aspect of the game? I would say yes. So they don't want to take that away from him. They don't want to get to the point where they're just calling everything from the dugout in Pitchcom or giving him signs and then he can call it on Pitchcom. They don't want to do that. And Wilson does not want to do that. 100% doesn't want to do that. So right now they're trying to figure out the best way to continue to teach and give him all of this information that he needs. Now I do think it's important to stop right here for a second. Because, like, we're talking about all this stuff. We're talking about Wilson Contreras and him learning the pitching staff and him learning sequencing and the way that they go after things and the way that the Cardinals prepare as opposed to the way that things were done beforehand. And all of this seems like a heaping of blame on Wilson Contreras. The Cardinals pitching has been bad. It has been bad. If you just go back and look at a lot of the struggles that the Cardinals pitching staff has had, yes, certainly, like, you have to be on the same page with your catcher. You have to have that trust. Trust is built. Trust that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, just like any relationship, right? You don't just meet somebody who's like, I trust you implicitly. Like, we're good to go. No, like, that stuff is built. But... There has been a lot of lack of execution from this pitching staff. You have pitches that you're trying to go down and away. You miss middle in. Is that Contreras' fault? No, it's not. Now, there have been pitches that are called in situations where you say, boy, even me upstairs, like watching the game or, or you know, if I'm calling the game or if I'm watching at home as a fan, say, mm, I don't think I would do that here. Yes, there have been spots like that. But the pitchers also have a responsibility to throw what they believe in in a given spot. Now, it's a lot harder than it used to be. Now you are working with a pitch clock. It is far more important than it ever has been before for a pitcher and a catcher to be on the same page. This is a difficult era to really be starting with a new catcher with the pitch clock because it's easy to say that a pitcher should throw something with conviction, but it's a lot harder when you think about it and say, all right, first sign comes down, let's call it a fastball away. As a pitcher, you're thinking to yourself already, it's like, no, I want a slider right here. Then he calls fastball in. Guess what? After that second shake, you're out of time almost. So you're either taking a ball or you're taking a, a timeout. As a catcher, they're going to go out and use a mound visit. Like You have to be on the same page, and that's part of like the learning curve between catcher and pitcher is finding out what sequences, what these guys like, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses. And those are some of the things that they're working through right now. But to put this all on Wilson Contreras, well, that's pretty obvious. This is the issue. No, it's not. Like, it, it's an issue. It is something that they obviously felt like they had to make a little bit of a switch here and try to fix things midstream because you don't make a decision like that. You don't go out there and take the guy, your big prized free agent, and basically put him on the sideline unless you truly believe that it's going to make a big difference. And they do. They truly believe that giving him a little bit more time to learn this pitching staff and to learn how they want him to prepare and what he needs to do and have to be successful. The organization obviously believes that it is worth the bad publicity because, boy, it ain't the best look when you go out there and sign a catcher and then you sideline him. 
they believe that this is worth that. It's worth the backlash that they're going to get for doing so in the long run. But again, to to lay this all at the feet of Wilson Contreras is absolutely crazy. Crazy. There are so many struggles right now for this ball club. Uh, The lack of execution from the pitching staff is certainly one of them. We've talked plenty about runners in scoring position. Has been an issue to this point in the season. Seeing the power tick up a little bit here during the recent winning streak. Over the winning streak, three games. Cardinals hit seven home runs in those three games. That was great to see because we know that there's more power in this lineup top to bottom. We saw the defense crack at times. Like There have just been so many different issues that have popped up. But this Wilson Contreras stuff, it is not ideal for the organization to be in this spot. But they believe that they are going to come out of this, that they have a plan in place, that, that he is continuing to do the things that – they need him to do things that he wants to do because like that's one one of the biggest things here to point out wilson contreras wants to be great behind the plate he wants to be great for his pitchers he wants to build trust like he truly truly cares and wants to be that guy but it's hard to be that guy overnight and i can't say enough about the way that wilson contreras is going about this the way that he has handled it both publicly and privately he's not happy he's not happy about this this isn't what wilson contreras signed up to do is be the dh for the cardinals by the way wilson contreras being the dh for the cardinals also creates a lot of different issues for this ball club Gorman was getting a bunch of those reps as DH. A little bit easier right now with Tyler O'Neill on the IL currently with the back issue because Donovan's playing a little bit more left field. But you would love to be able to free up that DH spot for Gorman or whoever else in a given situation. So like that creates another issue. But Contreras has done nothing but handle this with class. He's put out a couple of statements. He's talked about it. He said, look, I'm an employee, and I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have the quote in front of me, but he said, I'm an employee. Uh, They asked me to do something. I'm going to do it, but I do believe that I am a catcher. And he is a catcher. He's got a great arm behind the plate. He's got a freaking hose, as we talked about before. He has shown that off so far. But he'll get back there, but the process is going to take a minute. So... Stay tuned. I mean, I guess that's the only thing that we can do with the Wilson Contreras, the catching part of it, is stay tuned. The bat's going to be in the lineup day in and day out because that bat better be in the lineup day in and day out. Again, Andrew Kisner is filling in behind the plate, and I think Kis is doing a good job. Now, it is not fixing the pitching woes. You're still seeing guys miss locations wildly. You're still seeing two-strike hits. So it's not like something was magically fixed overnight, but one of the bigger things that I think that Wilson Contreras and Andrew Kisner and these two guys are are working together because it is a team, right? Everybody helps each other. I think that Kiz is really helping Contreras learn how he prepares and what he does for a given series. Because I think that the way that Contreras prepares and the way that Kiz would prepare for a series – I think they're vastly different, and the two are going to end up learning from each other, and I think that there's a lot of give and take there. But right now, Kisner swinging the bat pretty well behind the plate. I think he's calling good games. I feel like the sequencing has been good, all of that stuff, but it hasn't fixed the issues. It hasn't fixed the execution to this point, but they're trying to give Contreras a little bit more time to get to the point where they can build that trust. So, again, 
stay tuned because this is going to be one of the, if not the biggest storyline of the season for the Cardinals. All right, off of the Contreras situation, what else we got? How about Paul DeYoung? How about Paul DeYoung since coming back off of the IL? Remember, it was the back that was bothering him. We all know the forgettable last three years where you look at combined, he was hitting under 200. Boy, has it been ugly for Pauly D. Well, guess what? All of a sudden, it's all smiles when it comes to DeYoung because he has been getting it done for the birds. Since Pauly D's return, it's been 13 games. He's hitting 364, a 417 on base, a 636 slug. I did the math. That's all good for a 1053 OPS. He's got three doubles, three home runs, six RBI, playing a really good shortstop for you as well. And all of a sudden, somebody that, look, we all know the narrative with Pauly D. Uh, a lot of people said, cut ties, what are you doing? Why hang on to him? Look, the money was spent already. You might as well find out exactly what you have. Let him go to AAA. Let him come back. He's been great. He has been great for you thus far. Will it last the rest of the season? I don't know. Like, I hope it does. I hope it does for him. I hope it does for the team because I think that they could really use him. But the adjustments that he's made, the swing changes that he's made, it's so much quieter. We've talked about it already but you've probably had a chance to watch it even more here during these 13 games. He doesn't have the big leg kick anymore. It's just a little toe tap. He's quick with the hands. His head is balanced. He's not bouncing all over the place, and he is hitting the ball with authority. He's crushing fastballs. He's crushing breaking balls. Anything up at the zone, you make a mistake. Sorry about your luck. He's going the other way also. He's doing everything that you could want right now with the bat. Again, I don't know if it's going to continue. I don't know if this is just a hot streak for Pauly D, but I hope it's not because I hope for his sake, again, the last three years have not been good. We all get it. We all understand it. He understands it too. I'm sure he's tired of talking about it, but it's a big deal when you have a downturn the way that he did. But the Cardinals are going to need him. The Cardinals need help anywhere that they can get it, and they're getting it at the shortstop position, and they're getting it with Paul DeYoung to this point. We also talked about a little bit earlier when we were talking about the winning streak, we talked about Jack Flaherty. And Jack Flaherty last time out on Tuesday against the Cubbies, he goes five innings, seven hits, three earned runs. He ended up walking five in that game. And when you watch it, look, Jack battled. Jack made some pitches when he needed to, got a bunch of double plays behind him. The line could have looked a heck of a lot worse than it did for Flaherty. But he did not look like the dominant pitcher that the Cardinals hoped he would be, the, the really that they bet on him being by not going out there and signing all of these other free agents. Like that's telling you that they really expected Jack to be a guy this year, a big-time front-end-of-the-rotation guy. And right now, at this point in the season, Jack Flaherty has not been that. He's got an ERA north of six. And after the game, he was asked uh, about various things, right, about the ball game. But one of the questions was about his velocity, and he got mad about it. He got mad about that. He said, I'm sick of answering questions about that. Again, paraphrasing, don't have it in front of me. But he said, I'm, I'm done answering stuff about that. It's it, This is pitching, and I, I take some off, and I put some on. And he's absolutely right. Like, that is pitching one-on-one. If you just go back there and you rear back and you try to throw it through a freaking wall all the time, you're going to run into some struggles. You better save some. You better save some early in the game so you can use more later. Uh, but I do think that the question is warranted when it comes to Jack at this point because you're you're not seeing him rare back in spots where 
maybe he had in the past. And, and when you're seeing some of these hits that are happening off of Jack that are mistakes that end up in the middle of the zone, which, again, Jack is not the lone guilty party of mistakes. There's a whole long line of pitchers in that one. But a lot of them, you go back and look at it and say, man, it was like 90 or 91 where you're used to seeing an uptick in Jack. So, look, it's it's up to the pitcher what he's feeling at the point. If you got to take a little off to put the ball where you want to, that that's, that's pitching. Like, that is part of the art of it. As we've all watched Adam Wainwright evolve over the years, like, he's not throwing 94 miles an hour, but he puts the ball where he wants to. He moves it around. Like, that is the art of it. But when you see Jack Flaherty and you know the upside that he has, like, I think it's a question that you could expect to ask. And I do think, look, Jack Jack needs to handle that better. He needs to be able to handle the media a little bit better. He needs to be able to answer the question that he wants to answer. You don't have to answer the question that was asked. Like That's the beauty of spinning the media. You can ask anything you want. He can answer anything he wants, and he could have done a lot better job in that one. At the end of the day, the Cardinals ended up winning the game that he pitched in, but there is more there for Jack Flaherty, and you understand where Jack is at right now. Jack's got an ERA that's above six. Jack is an impending free agent at the end of the year, and we know that the Cardinals' success does not fall squarely on the shoulders of Jack Flaherty, but it certainly falls on this pitching staff that needs to be a lot better, and Jack is a leader of it. Whether you believe it or not, he is. Like Jack is one of the guys that guys in that room are looking towards and are ready to follow. So he's frustrated, and understandably so, but Jack just needs to go out there and execute pitches. He doesn't have to worry about the questions that are coming in. He needs to do a better job at deflecting those, but I get the frustration. Guys, you know I get the frustration. You realize that I was once asked after a start, hey Brad, where do we go from here? And I literally said, I don't know, go find a puppy to kick. So I get it, okay? I was not very smart sometimes in front of the media, but I think that Jack can be a little bit better. Live and learn, right? I haven't said that again. Apparently that's not a turn of phrase that people use. You can actually look up my Major League debut if you want to on YouTube by just typing in puppy kicker's debut. Boy, wish that was and a thing. Wish I was better on the internet. I could fix that. But Jack's looking to fix some things this year too. And it's incrementally. Like stuff doesn't happen overnight. Like you don't just figure it out five days later. It's like, boom, I'm going to go out and dominate. It is a process. And he is still working to get back to where he was. Jack's missed a lot of time in the last couple of years. But Jack is incredibly driven. He's also incredibly intelligent. Like, he knows exactly what he is trying to do out there. Whether it's the old-school approach, he's got that, or the new-school, all of the tech, all of the analytics, he's got an incredibly firm grasp on all of those things as well. The maddening part for him right now, I would assume, is that he has all of the knowledge, he's put in all of the work, and he's not getting the results. Like, that's the maddening part. So he's trying to piece all of this stuff together. If Jack is healthy, which he is right now, there is no reason to believe that it's not going to look a heck of a lot better than it looks right now. But these are all words, right? Like, these are all, like, my thoughts again. What I believe is going to happen, he's in charge. He's in charge of it. Just like the rest of this pitching staff is in charge. Like, there, I, I could sit and talk about each and every starter for the Cardinals, really, uh, really outside of Montgomery, who had the bad outing that we just talked about against the Cubbies. There is no one reason 
that the Cardinals are in the spot that they are in right now. There are so many reasons, as we have talked about during this podcast, but there are also so many reasons to be hopeful and believe that it is going to be better. This team has way more power than they have shown off. We got to see it during a win streak. Again, seven home runs in the three games. The bullpen is really freaking good. I was talking to some of the guys with the Cubs, and they say, how do you guys ever give up a run out of the pen? I go, well, it doesn't always look the way that it did, but like that's some of the arms. You got trotting out of the bullpen. You got Cabrera doing his thing, Hicks doing his thing, Helsley, Geo. Like you have got some big time arms in that bullpen. Look good against the Cubbies. It's inevitable that Nolan Arenado is going to hit his stride at some point. It's going to happen. It's just been a very long time. We've never really seen a drought like this from Nolan. But that's going to get better. Goldie has been really good. Contreras is hitting the ball well. Nolan Gorman is ripping the cover off the ball, hitting everything hard. I love seeing the opposite field home run again. So there are some things to be happy about for sure, but you can't be happy about the record. You can't be happy about being in the basement of an NL Central that is incredibly winnable. As we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, the other teams are letting you back in. The Pirates aren't playing good. The Brewers aren't playing good. The Reds are not good. You need to prove that you can battle your way back. The Cardinals have dug themselves a hole. What will they do about it? We'll find out this weekend. The Cardinals take on the Red Sox over the weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Fenway Park as the Cardinals hope to pick up another series win and chip away in the Central. Until next time, I'm Brad Thompson. This is the Redbird Report. You've been listening to the Redbird Report podcast with Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out every episode at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 mobile app.